Welcome to Sex Ed with DB. I'm your host, DB. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast. If you love and support the work that we do, consider joining my crew on Patreon to win amazing prizes like our adorable merch, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, and incredible sex toys. Go to patreon.com slash sexedwithdb to join my crew. Get discounts at all of your favorite sex toy shops at sexedwithdb.com. And follow us on Insta at sexedwithdbpodcast and on TikTok at sexedwithdb. If you want to partner with us, email us at sexedwithdb at gmail.com. Looking for a new and exciting lube to add to playtime? XN's water-based lubes are FDA-cleared, GMO-free, and made with vegan ingredients. Made by people with vulvas for people with vulvas, their pH-balanced lube is silky smooth and provides long-lasting lubrication for enhanced intimate comfort and enjoyment. Plus, they're toy-compatible. Try their non-flavored lubes, aqua and aloe vera, or their flavored lubes, raspberry and their newest, Appletini. Get 25% off with code SEXEDWITHDB at xns-usa.com. If you've been a longtime fan of Sex Ed with DB, you've definitely heard of Clona Willy. But if you're new here, let me fill you in. Clona Willy makes incredible DIY molding kits that allow anyone to make an exact replica of any penis or vulva into a high quality, 100% body safe sex toy. And there are so many fun colors to choose from. Use promo code SEXEDWITHDB for 20% off at clonawilly.com and follow them on Instagram at clonawillykit. We talk a lot about sex ed, but when we're shopping for products to support our sexual wellness, exploration, and expression, we head to the experts at Lion's Den. Lion's Den is an adult retailer with 46 locations nationwide and hundreds of your favorite brands. They have everything you need to explore and express your sexual side. Right now, you can use code SEXEDWITHDB for 15% off your purchase in-store and online. Follow them on social media at Lion's Den Adult on IG and TikTok for exclusive offers, deals, and giveaways. Jen, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so glad we were able to make this work out. You are a star. I can't wait to interview you. And uh, we've done so many little collabs over the past couple months, year, who knows what time is. Um, But I'm so Mm -hmm. excited to have you on to talk all about OBGYN in it and TikTok and your book and all of these really fun things that we have. So let's get it going. Introduce Let's yourself to the listeners. Tell us about your work as an OBGYN. Yeah. So hi everybody. I'm Dr. Jen Lincoln and I'm thrilled to be here because I feel like the stuff that you do and I do, it's like two sides of the same coin. Just love the sex education content you put out there. So I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, likewise. Um, but yeah, I work as an OB hospitalist by day and by night, I guess. And, you know, do the typical OB doctor stuff, deliver babies and all that kind of stuff. And then I use social media to educate, to empower, to fill in all the gaps that are out there because um, I never got it growing up. And so I was sort of flying blind. I mean, luckily, young people these days, they do have the Internet to go to for information if they don't get it. But as you know, not all of it's so good. Um, So, yeah, so I'm on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube, you know, all these places that never thought I would be. 
using my medical degree, but it's been super fun. And then I wrote a book, um, which kind of grew out of my TikToks called Let's Talk About Down There. And it's really a very quick read, visually, um, very um, easy to digest, just like a TikTok, because I feel like some people learn better that way. And it was super fun working with my illustrator who just, you know, just like, you know, it's so important to have illustrations that are real, that look like people that are not what society has decided looks okay. Um, so yeah. And throughout this, I've gotten to meet really cool people like you and other people who are like doing the good work. And, um, we just need a lot more hours in the day so we can keep doing all this stuff because it never ends, right? Like it never ends. <laughs> Completely. Yes. There is so much misinformation and disinformation to constantly correct and unlearn and unteach mm-hmm. people. I, in fact, uh, stumbled across a TikTok video of yours that comes up on my for you page daily, pretty much. Um, <laughs> and today's that I saw was about always, uh, intimate washes. And I love that you're oh, so passionate about dismantling the bullshit mm-hmm. that is these like n- unnecessary washes. You want to give a little quick update on that for the listeners? Yeah. So I was really surprised because we all know the hate that we hold in our hearts for like Vagisil, Summer's Eve, these companies that make douches and these, these quote unquote feminine washes. Um, but I just, somebody, I think a follower sent it to me. They're like, Hey, look what always is putting out. And it's basically the same thing. Um, it's a wash and a wipe and it's true. One of them doesn't have any fragrance, but one does. And we know how terrible that is. And you know, they're killing it. Like the marketing, the bottle, it's adorable. And they know what they're doing. Like they, they spend a lot of money trying to get millions that look, and millions. Yeah. For the younger generation. I mean, it's really cute. I really like their colors, but I hate what's inside. And the idea is that I love that they can't even say like, it's a wash for your vulva. It's for the intimate skin like intimate skin. Like if you can't even say the word and you make period products, hello, like, what are you telling young people? They're like, oh, I guess vulva is a dirty word. It's like the company that makes my pads can't even say it. So there's like so many problems on so many levels. And you know what? They'll make a lot of money off of it because that's what we do is we make people feel dirty. We create the problem and then they have the product to fix it. So well done always. You have taken yet another like two years off my life and given me more gray hair. <laughs> and content uh, to use as, right. you it's know, never, it's never unlearning. Ended. Yeah. Damn. Ugh. That's wild. So happy to have you be an unapologetic force. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you're one of the few doctors out there who I see who are unafraid of these like companies and just saying like, Hey, just so you all know, like this is utter bullshit. And like, I'm going to tell you why, because I am a doctor and I have the medical background and the science to show you why it's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, thank you. That like makes my heart sing because I feel we were, you know, we were talking, we're both from New York. Like I don't live there now. Mm -hmm. You can take the girl out of New York, but you cannot take the New York out of the girl. And like, I kind of like I feel like I channel like my inner like angst of like, oh my God. I feel that. Um, but you know, and I, and you know, yes, yeah, speaking up sometimes is uncomfortable, but, and you do, and sometimes I do wonder, I'm like, huh, I wonder, should I, should I, should I have a lawyer on my team? Like you can review like what slander and libel are, but the truth is the truth, right? Like it's just saying it how it is. And I actually, last night, um, TikTok, the algorithm's interesting, right? Like sometimes it serves you really cool stuff. And then sometimes you're like, you did this just to make me angry, right? Like you hate me today. (laughs) And so have you heard of Lumi deodorant? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, why don't you go check that out? So it's this deodorant. I have some content on it. Um, it's a deodorant, which, um, 
It was developed by an OBGYN, and, and we know that sometimes that's cool and sometimes that's meaningless. And the idea is, you know, you're like, whatever, deodorant, totally fine. But it's marketed as for your your pits, your privates, and like anywhere, like odor anywhere, which again, oh, wow. whatever. Like, I honestly think that, you know, especially for some people who have issues with sweating, you know, kind of like that vulvar irritation, like it's not a bad idea to have something that actually, um, you know, is antibacterial as opposed to like a fragrance thing. But of course these have fragrance as well, but their marketing is terrible. And um, they had a commercial where it was like old timey, like old styly, like musical kind of, and it actually won like some advertising awards. And it was for the stench you get down there. And it had like green fumes wafting up out of the vulva. Um, and just really, um, really derogatory marketing. And so TikTok and I've put out Instagram posts and stuff about how, you know, it's this exact, this is the exact issue and it's made by an OBGYN, even worse. Um, but she has a personal account and TikTok decided to serve me her content yesterday. And so I left a few comments and thinking of doing some more, but it's just, you know, you just, when you think like, oh, well, doctors, they should all be on our side. And, and sometimes they're, they're just not, sometimes they're trying to sell you something, I mean, you see this, right? Doc, dermatologist approved, OBGYN approved. Um, or tested, like you said in that video. Yes. It's like, cool, yes. doctors are testing this thing, but what do they think of it? And is it necessary? Right, right. And you know, their legal department is like, well, we can say this, like, that's true. It was right. tested, like, but what are the results? And also, I don't care. It was an F. <laughs> like, right. And also doctor, Dr. Oz is a doctor and he's an idiot. And he's yikes. caused more harm. So just because a doctor has approved it, like there's a lot of bad doctors out there. So correct. Um, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moving backwards, you mentioned New York. We're both from <laughs> Long Island. Um, I'm sure, you know, we grew up um, a couple years apart in middle school. So I don't think we overlapped quite, but mm-hmm. I want to know, like, what was your sex ed like? And oh like, how yeah. did that impact your journey to becoming mm-hmm. an OBGYN? Yeah, my sex ed was non-existent. So in the fourth grade was when we had the talk, you know, and the note went home from school. And I was in a Catholic school, you know, my whole life. And so you can kind of guess kind of how that, how comprehensive it was. Some school, some Catholic schools do provide comprehensive education, but most don't. And um, I got pulled out of that class. My parents didn't want me to be in it. Um, I think because they were just so afraid, like that they didn't know what the message was and they thought I was too young. Mm. And so instead they taught me. No, it's just me. Oh, wow. So they're maybe overprotective. I think so. I think definitely. Yeah. And definitely, you know, my mom was 19 when she had me. So I think their whole life was dedicated to me not, you know, becoming a teen mom myself. So I think this was like terrifying to them. And also they had no education about how to talk about this stuff. So how should they know? So I remember sitting at the kitchen table with the, you know, the manual that got sent home and having my mom and my dad go through what periods were and how babies are made. And they just wanted to die because I just felt like I don't want to talk about this with you. Like I would have rather read it myself or learned it from a teacher or something. And then, you know, it got put away and I never saw it again. And then, um, and that was it, you know, cause in school it's that one hour, they check the box and you moved on. It's not a continuous process. Mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about consent. I mean, please, this was like 1990. Um, and then in high school, um, it was, I was taught it by, again, all girls Catholic high school by a nun who taught us about sex in a class called morality. So you oh, can already see scary. the layers that that was waving. Yeah. And I just gave a talk um, about this um, at Northwestern last week. And I highlighted this whole thing about how, you know, having a nun teach you about sex. is like having a kindergartner teach you how to drive a car. Like 
maybe she had sex before she became a nun, but she literally dedicated her whole life to not having sex and celibacy, which is fine. Totally fine. Abstinence is totally fine, but it's just a weird concept to have somebody like that who doesn't, you know, Feels anyway, like it was miscast the role yeah, was miscast. It, was, it was a little, it didn't make sense. And so she told us instead of having sex, we should make salads with our boyfriend, um, oh. which obviously is very funny when you think about it. It's a euphemism. Um, it's hilarious. Yeah. And there was no consent. It was very much, um, you know, you obviously she didn't say this, but you know, if you have sex, you will go to hell. God will not love you and you're a slut and you'll get pregnant and you'll get herpes and die. The end, like that was it. That was the whole extent. And there was no internet around those days where I could like fill in the gaps. Like it was just me going off to college, like, guess I'll never have sex. And then I was like, well, guess I just had sex. I guess I should get on birth control after because that works out well. Right. So yeah, um, not, not, not ideal. So when I do all of this, like my hope is that even, cause this still goes on in schools, right. This kind of education totally. or lack thereof. So if, now that people can go on to TikTok or YouTube or in a bookstore, like trying to put that information there for them because they can educate themselves because sadly our government and our states are so variable in what they do provide for kids. Completely. And yeah, I feel like it's this like chicken or the egg type of thing where people like us like have found a niche on the internet mm-hmm. to be able to educate a large amount of people. And yet at the same time, like we know, knowing what we know as professionals in this field, that like this really won't change unless there's a systemic shift within our government, within federal laws, within state and local policies when it comes to sex ed in schools. And so, you know, that is so shitty that we have to uh, (laughs) be relegated to this corner of the internet um, where we're going to get into censorship, you know, we're going to get into all mm-hmm. of these hurdles that you and I, and many people like us have to jump through, parachute through because it's so much more challenging for people like us than compared to influencers who are talking about vacuums or home decor or right. Candles. That's easy. Yeah. Candles. I mean, I just had a YouTube video this week, last week I put up and it was about anal sex and not in a sexual way. Like I'm literally talking about what it is, is it safe? And if you choose to do it, how to do it safely? And here are statistics, like the least sexy coverage of anal sex that anybody could cover. And it blew up and went viral. And within a week I had over like 400,000 views. Oh, and I remember thinking this won't last <laughs> and what in. happened, but it got flagged as, you know, um, violating guidelines and, and being now it's only served to those who are signed in or 18 over. So since that happened, only about a thousand more views have happened over days after that happening, you know, after it going crazy. And I wrote in my appeal, I said, so lots of my other contents about sex too, right? I talk about birth control. I talk about vaginas, you know, hygiene. I talk about, um, you know, how orgasms work and all that. And that's okay. But because it was so scary, because it had the word anal in it, is that why you dinged it? So I tried to appeal it and they didn't appeal it. They, they didn't overturn it. Um, so I'm thinking, so now when other people go out and they Google or look up anal sex, like, sure, there's other good content out there, but mine was literally like, here's how to be safe. Here's some warning signs. And because it's so scary, because it's about sex and anal sex, now we have to censor it. Right. right? Like, so not fair. And I am shocked that a lot of my content doesn't get taken down, but when it does, I just get real, I get pissed off. Cause I'm like, now I'm comparing within my content. I'm like, what, what was the tipping point here? Did it scare you that I talked about butts? Cause like, if you don't like it, don't do it. I don't care. Or is there homophobia? <laughs> you know, you never, exactly. you don't yeah. know I, like yeah. what it was because mm-hmm. it's a mix of 
moderators and bots. And so when you have real people mm-hmm. making decisions and robots who are trained, obviously in very different ways, like you, you'll never know potentially. Right. Right. And, uh, yeah. And I'm sure you see this too, like on TikTok. Um, I do think that I, not that I get away with it, but I think that I have much better luck with my content, not being censored because, um, you know, because I am a verified creator because, I don't know. I, I don't know the inner workings. Like I have a TikTok content, I a contact and I talk to them and, you know, we talk regularly and it's very vague, like yeah. why some stuff gets pulled down, why some stuff doesn't, why somebody else who has a smaller following can post the exact same thing I did and it's removed within a second, but mine stays up. Like, I wish that there was a way to verify creators who have like not just like a verification, but like a healthcare verification. Like this is a trusted source and they can talk about sex, you know, and, and we're not going to take their stuff down. And if they violate it, fine. But if they're using it to teach, like, don't you want that? Don't you want the good stuff out there instead of people putting out ridiculous garbage and it goes viral? I don't get it. That's what, that's the same thing that I also don't get. Obviously we are dealing with the same stuff and very Mm -hmm. cool that you're saying like, oh, I'm lucky in your shoes of like, not necessarily constantly having to deal with Mm -hmm. that. But like, as you know, if you do have to deal with it and you feel like, actually this is age appropriate, like, why is it such an issue that this isn't getting across to people? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just this whole idea of shame and purity culture. Like we've decided that 13 year olds or 16 year olds can't see this or that, but yes, you can have them you know, you can have somebody in a bikini, like very sexual, like whatever, Dancing, which again, whatever's right, happening. Right. And I'm not saying that those people shouldn't be allowed to express themselves, but how come we are okay with that, but we're not okay with the word vagina in the title. It's just so, it just reinforces all the things that we can't talk about these things. Totally. And like, let, I want to delve into TikTok a little bit more because you mm. are uh, a gigantic star on TikTok. You have oh, 2.7 <laughs> million followers. Like n- n- very few TikTokers have the following that you do. And I'm sure you're pretty much the only one in the space who is an OBGYN with as many followers as you do. So like huge, huge kudos to you for building this large following and blowing up on this platform and constantly going viral. Like, I want to know the inner workings of like, when was your first TikTok? And like, when Mm -hmm. did you start to really like blow up on this platform? Yeah, it was actually, it was before the pandemic and it was because I was on Instagram first and other doctors who I communicate with regularly on social, they're like, you need to get on this app. Like, that your audience is here, your demographics. And I resisted it for like a month or two. And I saw them on it and I was like, that's cool. Like they're so much cooler than me. They were doing like the dancing and the trends and it was awesome. And I was really happy for them, but I was like, I can't do another platform. And then somebody was like, you just need to shut up and do it. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I made one and it was super lame. Um, it was like pointing, you know, like mm-hmm. I remember the pointies. Sex. Yeah. God, it was so simple back then. Um, I mean, I still do stuff like that. Cause Me I too. cannot, I cannot like all these trends. They're like, have you done this trend? And I was like, it's I don't much. even know how to re- like flip the camera. Sometimes, <laughs> so please like, please. Um, and it was super lame, but it did have like the word sex in it. It was like, do I have to have sex with my boyfriend? No. Do you need to work on them? Yes. And I posted it and it never, I think it, it either didn't get through or got taken down. And I didn't understand like how things work then. So I was like, Oh, I'll just post it again and it'll be fine. Like game the system. Like I'm all about, you know, giving up or not giving up. And then over, I went to bed after I posted and I woke up and I had like a million views Whoa. and I thought, well, this is interesting. 
and it just snowballed from there and stuff that, you know, I was like, seriously, people don't know about this, but they don't because we don't talk about it. So of course not. Um, and it just kind of went from there. And I will tell you that the weirdest things have gone viral, like my birth simulations, those, those people are get very really excited cool about. Also. Yeah. Like I was like, to, and again, to me, I'm like, well, obviously like I'm an OB, that's what I do every day, but yeah, most people don't see births. And then just last week, um, what was it? Oh, it's about like the size, like a postpartum uterus versus a regular uterus. Mm-hmm. Um, again, to me, I'm like, oh, like some people enjoy this. And that has like 26 million views or something like that. Oh my God. Um, Wild. And part of me is super concerned because they're like, I had no idea. And I'm thinking, where did you think the baby was? And like, how big did, did you not think the uterus got that big? <laughs> like, but this did just, it just illustrates in thin air? Like, we don't talk about it. And we definitely don't talk about birth, right? Because if we no. talk about birth in high school, then we're telling kids that it's okay to get pregnant. That's what people think. Right. It's completely false. Like we've all watched the one horrifying video, you know, the like the miracle of birth, but then nothing else, nothing about anything related to it because we don't want people, we don't want to think that our kids could actually ever have sex or we think that we're telling them that it's okay, um, which is totally a lie. So then these teenagers become adults who get pregnant And I've had so many people, even on my birth sim video, who were like, I'm giving birth in three weeks. And I have no idea. I had no idea this is what it's going to be like. And I'm thinking, oh my God, like we are failing. We're failing from a medical community, educating people. We're failing in school. Like, so if your first experience of ever even being around birth is you giving birth, I can feel really scary. And you don't know how to speak up and advocate. Do you ever look at yourself in the mirror and think, damn, my part is fine art. Well, Clona Willie definitely thinks so. Made in Portland, Oregon, Clona Willie makes for the most personalized sex toy on the planet, and Clona Pussy makes for the most unique memento. Their mission is to create unique, affordable, and high-quality products that will not only last over the years, but provide their customers with a fun and memorable experience. Use promo code SEXEDWITHDB for 20% off at clonawilly.com. Close your eyes and think of your ideal sex toy. No matter what you like, you'll find it at Fun Factory. A few things Fun Factory's toys all have in common. They're 100% body safe so your mind is free to focus on fun. They include sex educator design games to get you going. And they're made in Germany, meaning they're long-lasting. You get more O's from your toy when it stays in your nightstand and out of the landfill. Follow Fun Factory on IG at FunFactoryUSA and use code SEXEDWITHDB for 15% off your new favorite German vibe. Totally. Yeah. And back to like talking about birth and sex in schools, the data show, as we know, Uh that that actually prolongs young people from having sex. And when they choose to do so, they are safer about it when they know how to be safe. Yeah. But you know, that would just be too logical. That would just be, that would just make too much sense. We would just yeah, I know. It, abstinence only education is like the biggest waste of government money. Money oh and it's billions. And, billions yeah, have yeah. been invested in app only education, and it's fully failing people actively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I mean, all it does is it makes people. Um, I, I just call it. It's just preparing people for parenthood, uninformed parenthood, because they have no idea how else to protect themselves. And but yeah, don't get me started. That's like that keeps me up at night. <laughs> Let's talk about another thing that keeps us both up at night, which is censorship, Um, uh, shadow banning, restrictions on quote unquote adult content. Um, You know, you kind of mentioned, you know, you don't experience this as much maybe as other people, which again, like I'm very happy for that. And it's very Mm -hmm. wonderful that you who has 
the ability to get as much content out there in your, on your verified platform as you can, like, that's great. And like, I think all of us in the field are rooting for you. Um, Mm -hmm. like what are your thoughts on this and like, how do we, how do we get past it? Like, I mean, it's not fair at all. And I will tell you on Instagram, I feel like I struggle. I don't know about you, but I, was it maybe a few months ago where I think they changed how your accounts are shown? I mean, we all know Reels has taken over, which annoys right. me because again, I'm like, another thing. But just this idea TikTok. that like, if your account or what you post is considered potentially controversial or shocking or something like that. Like, so I see in my stories, if I write a story about, I take a picture of a flower outside, like that'll get a bunch of views. But if it might have the word vagina in it, it gets a fraction of that. So once again, I'm thinking here's Instagram, like censoring what we're putting out there. And this kind of stuff isn't shocking or controversial. It's literally just biology. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it just, it annoys me so much because the people who need the message are often the ones who don't know that they need it or aren't about to seek it out. And it's, it's helpful. I feel like that's why TikTok, why I've done so well is that the for you page there um, at times really pushes my content. And I'll say maybe about a month ago, there was a spell of about an entire month where my stuff wasn't making it on the for you page at all. And my views were dropping. And I'm thinking, why? Like, stop pretending that this stuff is useful. I do. And I, you know, again, from people at TikTok, they're like, there's no such thing. There's no such thing. But I do know also that I highly doubt that. I mean, I'm sorry, but you don't go from having 200,000 views on your videos to having 1,200. Like, no, it's not a thing. <laughs> it's not a thing. Like, I know the formula. I know how to make it work. And I'm sorry, but again, they also kind of said the same thing where certain stuff won't be prioritized to the For You page if it's deemed controversial or whatever, which, and I'm very much of the belief where I, I, I want to, when I say vagina, I want to say vagina. I don't want to say a silly word for it to get it on the For You page. Like, that's the whole damn point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really admire that. I think like for me, I do end up kind of changing, not when I say them, but when I spell them out for captions, mm-hmm. like I'll misspell things, I'll use emojis, I'll kind yeah, of like you have to use trends in order to get my point mm-hmm. across. Like I did a video this morning that was kind of like a SpongeBob thing that was like mm-hmm. SpongeBob being annoyed that he's been like fired from his place of work. And I really related it to like sperm being caught in a condom. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, love it. But we have to do things like that in order to get our content across. And it's really like harmful. The fact that we have to censor anatomy and basic things that young people should deserve Mm -hmm. access to because of TikTok algorithm not being trained on it being okay to have comprehensive right. sex ed out right. there. Right, but yet we can have people like falling off crates and go into the ER during like that stupid crate challenge. And somehow that's like completely fine, you know, yeah. like that's okay. What we really need to do is we just need to get a lot of puppies and kittens and like hold them up. Cause like puppies and kittens always do really well. Mm-hmm. And then just like talk in the background, but like have it be, you know, adorable pet content. Like that would probably do amazing. That's what Genius. we <laughs> Yeah. I've been, I've been playing around with this idea where, you know, the woman who sang the having colored hair doesn't make you unprofessional that Mm -hmm. that one. So I really love her videos because they're super simple and Mm singy, but I want to do one specifically to sex ed and like sing and just make like 10 second little clips on sex ed. And that's like my next project that I want to figure out. I, yeah, no, I love it. Cause sometimes it's those sneaky ones, you know, that get in and 
and it's just exhausting, you know, like I get it. People want to see cute stuff, good content, whatever. Um, but I just feel like these platforms have a responsibility. Haha, <laughs> Twitter, Elon Musk, yeah, right. But oh you know. my God, should we briefly like talk <laughs> oh, about that? What's I mean, happen? I hate Twitter. I sure. hate Twitter okay. as it is. It's okay. just this, it's this place where people go to just like hate each other and whatever. Like I feel like it's successful, but there's also really good opportunity for like education there as well. But yeah, they so, don't censor as much. Right. And, um, but this guy is going to take over and somehow make it better. And uh, just, just think of all the stuff that money could have been used for. Just oh my God, all the money. $44 billion. Like mm-hmm. that could have created comprehensive sex ed in all of the country. Yeah. Imagine that could have, could have, could have done a whole lot of things, but, but no, we bought Twitter instead. So yeah. I hope you sleep well at night. Yeah. It's really not us. great. He's very weird <laughs> and I don't understand him at all. Um, <gasps> transitioning we have a couple more questions this has been so wonderful i'm so glad that you're on and we clearly have very similar views when it comes Mm -hmm. to all of these things that we're struggling with and all the triumphs we're experiencing Mm -hmm. like don't get us wrong listener like we love tiktok and we love Mm -hmm. that we have the ability to create all of this content and we would love to do so without the hurdles that we have to go over Mm -hmm. but I want to get into your book a little bit because I want to, it's called, let's talk about down there, colon, and OBGYN answers all your burning questions, dot, 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 without making you feel embarrassed for asking. Is that the tone uh-huh. that you hope people are, are saying? Yes. Yeah. Cause I actually had somebody say to me once on a podcast, they're like, so you say we're supposed to use accurate words, but in your title, it says down there. And I said, very, very wise, very astute. I did that on purpose because the point is, is to draw you in like, oh, she's talking about down there. I'm like, yeah. like what? Mm-mm. And then you open it up and it's like vaginas and vulvas. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, correct. It's just like a little tease. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of allow for all the anatomy yeah. to pop out. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, like you, you mentioned TikTok is kind of the beginning of what maybe what inspired you to, to write it. What are some like highlights that you talk about that you want to share? Yeah, I think so. I'm very much like I wrote this book for people who watch my TikToks. They're not gonna read, you know, twelve paragraphs on, you know, vulvar anatomy. I mean, and maybe some of them will. Let's be real, some of them will. But the vast majority of us were trained to consume content so quickly. So for me, it's all question and answer based because I was getting questions and DMs and emails and stuff. And you know, I can answer only so many on TikTok, right? We only have so much time in the day. And you can't always go into as much depth or have illustrations. So I decided to break it down into to sections that make sense, like periods, facts for feeling good, care down there, um, you know, birth control basics, that kind of stuff. Nice. And you can read the whole thing front to back, or you can like look for your particular question, or you can read one section. And I just wanted to make it so that you could... I don't think my editor wants me to say this, but like, this is the perfect bathroom book. Like you're sitting down, you're going to the bathroom, like you can cruise through this and be so much smarter by the time you, you know, wash your hands, which you always should. Um, But just the idea that it's the illustrations are inclusive, the language is inclusive um, and it's just facts. And for me, always about the references, like all of my TikToks, my data, like always like references, like don't trust me, go look it up yourself. So in the back of the book, it's got, like all the references for every single section, because I just want people to feel like they can read it and be like, is that really true? And if they really want to know, like, go look it up, you know? 
Right. Yeah. I feel like it's really valuable to have, like when people ask me at least like, oh, who do you recommend that I like reach out to or Google when it comes to, if I want more information, I'm mm-hmm. just like Seekus, Planned Parenthood, Advocates right. for Youth. Like I have these kind right. of three main like yeah. organizations that I share with people. Cause it's like, these are trustworthy sources. Mm-hmm. Like you, if you're a young person, you absolutely know way more about the internet than you or I will ever know. <laughs> so like, you might as yeah. well just have these three, like do your Googling, do your own like mm-hmm. research, check out their like socials, look at their YouTube. Like young people are using YouTube and are using yeah. all of these platforms. Like yeah. they are best researchers and we just need to give them the names of these organizations if they need to know more. Yeah. I get so many DMS, you know, people asking for medical advice, even though I say that I can't do that. And I just have like a dot phrase and I just have like bedsider and Planned Parenthood. And like, if you're looking for this, go here. If you're Mm -hmm. looking for info on STIs, go here. Like, and you can find a lot of this stuff, but it's hard. It's hard to know what's good out there, you know? So people like us who can at least say, go to this website, mm-hmm. like they're like, okay, this, I can trust this. Cause it's so hard stuff that looks trustworthy is garbage and vice versa. And so, um, having us as sort of like being able to guide people. Cause you and I, we can't, we can't myth bust everything. No, we, we can't play the whack-a-mole the... game, but we can empower Time. people to say, here's the red flags. Here's where to get more info. And here's how, if you want to learn more, where to go. And then you, they can't take that from you. Like nobody can take your education from you, which is what I'm so passionate about. Totally. Yeah. I feel like the DM that I get the most is like Mm -hmm. some form of, am I pregnant? All the time. Oh my God. All the time. Like literally just before I signed on to this, I got an email that I'm bleeding. Could I be pregnant? The answer is yes. You can always be pregnant if you're having penis and vagina sex. The answer is yes. And if you're worried, take a test. And no, I can't help you. Yes. If we can invent that app, like- I I swear people don't. And and like, again- Like, unless you're kind of like in the moment and worried about it at that second, we're not taught for how to understand whether Mm -hmm. or not that's possible. So we just Mm -hmm. assume like, here are all the factors. Am I pregnant? It's like, we can't tell you that only a test can tell you that go to a professional, get Mm -hmm. tested. It needs Mm -hmm. to be after a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. after unprotected sex. Like there are these little facts and we created a, an infographic, um, in partnership with sticks because we were like, Mm -hmm. we get this question all the time. Like, can I be pregnant? Read on there. 10 infographic slides, like read. Oh, I love it. Yeah. But I remember being in college myself and just having sex. And then the condom came off and I was like, oh my God, I might be pregnant. I went to CVS and got a test. Like like it would even be positive at like that, that hour. Like, did I know? No. And I'm like a really smart biology major college student. And I just had nowhere to go. Like, totally. how do we expect people who've never even been told how it works to know? So of course they're going to DM us. And I really wish that we could invent an app where like, you could just hold it up like face recognition and be like, yep, you're pregnant. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I can tell by what's going on your facial expression. Oh, that's funny. Um, I want to know like what's next for you, like in your wildest dream, you're like in the beginning, middle of your career, maybe as an OB, but like Mm -hmm. in the beginning of your like stardom, dare I say, Um, I'm not kidding though. Like, where do you see yourself in the next few years? Like what's your goal? And like, you know, you've already reached millions of people and changed their lives. And I'm curious, like, what is your ultimate like dream with your platforms? Well, so my real dream is that none of this stuff would be needed because kids would actually be taught this. And like, we would just be seen as like, remember back in the old days when you had to go to TikTok to learn 
but um, that's not happening anytime soon. Mm -hmm. See also Idaho, Oklahoma, Florida, all of our fun little states that are passing terrible laws. But um, so I just got back from a speaking tour um, where I had like very different audiences where I talked to Northwest, Northwestern students about just like myth busting 101, like kind of my story. And that was super fun. And then I crashed this Catholic high school health class, which was super fun. This teacher had reached out to me and she's like, I show you one of your TikToks every morning and we talk about it. We learn from it. And I just like my heart exploded. And so long story short, we lied to them, said we were going to do a Zoom call, but I actually went and hung out. Oh, with them. you surprised so them. It was so fun. There will be video content coming. Um, and this is a Catholic school. And she said, no, no, it's okay. Like we're progressive here. We talk about this stuff. Cause I asked her, I was like, will you get fired if I come and I talk about Is this things? a danger? She's, like, no, she's good. You know, we're good. Um, and then I talked to a group of like health educators, like peer counselors, sexual assault survivor educators. And then I talked to medical students. Um, so all different groups. And I will tell you, they were all super fun, but just being in person with those high school students and seeing how hungry they were for information, how hilarious they were. The questions they asked, some of them were so like, oh, I always get these. And then other ones were so like, like specific and just so fun. And I, so I would love to continue to do more of that kind of stuff where, you know, speaking, educating in person or, you know, conferences or what have you. And I just, I don't know, because a couple of years ago, I had no idea TikTok would be my thing. So who knows what the next step will be. Yeah. Um, I'm working on getting a podcast together for the fall. So Ooh. I will definitely be tapping you for that because I have no idea how to do that. Happy to and help. And we are also um, in the process of pitching a TV show too, of like oh this God. kind of thing, like educating and, you know, although you have also recently been on the screen, which I have not seen that series yet, but I'm so excited to. Oh, I think I you're going like, to enjoy it. I mean, again, like it's, you know, wow, we can actually put these things on TV and people will watch it. Like we need to keep breaking down these barriers. So I'm so proud of you for being on there. And, and oh my God, that. I'm going to cry. That's very um, sweet. No, I just think it's amazing. You know, like even a few years ago, like we couldn't even talk about periods on primetime TV. I mean, we still can't in some ways, but yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It's super fun. And it's just fun to see where this is going, but it's still also a bit sad to see how even in 2022, like when I'm on morning TV, I can tell that the, the, the reporters don't want me to say the word vagina. So I make sure to say it and I make sure to say all the things because we need to stop pretending that these conversations don't matter. And we need to have these things be mainstream. And if we can talk about the biggest, you know, the most recent mass shooting, we can talk about painful periods and wow. it can be at 8am, you know? Like, Absolutely. Yes. Oh my God. Well, um, you're amazing. I like absolutely oh. love collaborating with you. So likewise, you know, anything that you want to do, you know, I also like once a week I'm teaching sex ed in the classroom for high schoolers because it also fulfills that same yes. need for me of like being yeah. in front of people and seeing their eyes change when I give them information they yes. had no idea about before. Like it's so fun. And I'm, I'm also trying to figure out, you know, oh, I want to create like a college workshop series. And like, mm -hmm, maybe mm -hmm. it's an hour all about like buying your first sex toy and pleasure and masturbation. And, you know, let's, yeah. let's chat offline about that. that. But seriously, seriously, tell me, tell me where people can follow you and see your content. 
you can follow me and all the places at Dr. Jennifer Lincoln um, on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. I'm at Dr. Jen Lincoln on Twitter, but I try not to be there too frequently, but sometimes I, sometimes I hang out there. Uh, and my website is Dr. Jennifer Lincoln and my book you can buy. Yes, you can buy it on Amazon, but you can also support your local bookstores. And if they don't carry it, you can always request that they do. Um, and I should share, I'm just super excited too. My book, um, just got picked up to be translated and published in Romania and Russia. What? I know, but this is kind of before the little war situation there. So I'm super excited that it's, you know, getting picked up and, and hopefully translations and hopefully more will be coming soon. Um, yeah, wow. because we just, we need all the stuff out there. So. Totally. Absolutely. And yeah. Russian people who most yeah. of them who don't want the war will be very exactly. happy to be able yes. to read this. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Oh, well, Jen, thank you so, so much for being on. This has been so spectacular. Um, and I can't wait to keep following your content every single day. Well, likewise, you too. I will always be there following your stuff and learn. I learn so much from you as well. So I hope you realize like, we don't all know it all us OBGYN. So thank oh, you for being there. And you're the best. Thanks so out. much. In a world that constantly encourages you to change, it's bold to just be yourself. Sexual expression and satisfaction are different for everybody. So rather than conforming to others, focus on falling in love with who you are. Lion's Den sources the very best products to help you find what you like and help you feel confident expressing your sexual desires. You can get 15% off in-store and online using code SEXEDWITHDB to begin exploring everything about yourself. Follow Lion's Den on social at Lion's Den Adult on Instagram and TikTok. Want to spice up date night with your partner but not sure where to start? Check out XN's Gourmet Warming Intimate Massage Oils, created for intimate foreplay and oral pleasure. They're vegan, paraben-free, flavored warming intimate massage gels produce a gentle warming sensation when applied to intimate areas. In seven delicious flavors like strawberry, hot vanilla, mint mojito, and more, these vegan lickable body-safe gels will take your intimate play to a new level. Get 25% off with code SEXEDWITHDB at xsens-usa.com. Seven years ago, I was gifted my first ever vibrator. It was a rabbit vibe and I was immediately in love with it and the pleasure it gave me. Having a bit of experience with rabbit vibes over the last seven years, I am absolutely stoked to tell you about an amazing one from Fun Factory. Miss Buy from Fun Factory is the dual vibrator you've been dreaming of with a powerful German engineered motor that gives you super strong vibrations. Follow Fun Factory on IG at FunFactoryUSA and use code SEXED with DB for 15% off your new favorite German rabbit vibe. Our creator, host, EP, and sound engineer is me, Danielle Bezalel, aka DB. Our co-producer and communications lead is Catherine Cohen. Our music theme is by Hook Sounds, and our ad music is by my stepdad, Bill Gant. Thank you so much to our featured guests, partners, and our listeners. Want to advertise with us? Email us at sexedwithdb at gmail.com. For more sex ed content, follow us on IG at sexedwithdbpodcast and on TikTok at sexedwithdb. See you next time.